0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 448 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about how much you should be saving for retirement, because it's always this big looming question, right? Uh, Should it be 10%? Should it be 15? Should it be 20%? Should it be more or less than that? Like, what does it need to be in order to get to where you need to be um, in your retirement life. So we're going to talk about that today, talk about different scenarios that'll get you to different places. Um, some of this will be quite quantitative. Some of it will be very cut and dry, qualitative you know, advice. But uh, ultimately, I want you guys to have a better view as to how much you need uh, in order to retire, and to know uh, that a lot of your retirement is going to be predicated on you and your savings. So you better get on it and you better get the amount that you need, uh, at least the amount that you need going uh, if you want to retire on time, whatever that means for you, uh, and with the nest egg that you want. So stick around for a discussion of all that and more in today's episode. Before we get started though, if you could go down below, hit the subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at mno with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. Then, if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions, and you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals, and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day basis. Now, how in the world do you know if you are saving the right amount for retirement? Well, let's just begin with this. Most people, or a lot of people, I'm not gonna say most, I think it's around half uh, of Americans that are working age uh, are not saving anything for retirement. All right, so by saving anything, you are you know, moving in the right direction. Um, but just saving something is not necessarily going to get you where you want to be. Um, yes, it doesn't take a lot over a long period of time to get to where you want to be, uh, no matter what that point really is, unless that point's just way um, you know, in the stratosphere somewhere. But as far as percentage of your income, it doesn't have to be crazy on the average or median annual income in the United States to get to where you want to get to, right? It doesn't have to be crazy in order to uh, build a substantial nest egg, whatever substantial may mean uh, to you. And with w- wages rising and the fact that wages will likely rise into the future the same way they have uh, from the past, right? Just think about uh, from 1980 to today. Like if you're 25 years old, uh, the equivalent for you would just be looking back to 1982. right? if you look back to 1982, that's 40 years ago. 40 years into your future, you're probably going to be retired or thinking about retirement or something, right? So just think about that change in prices over time, that change in wages over time, uh, and know that that's probably going to be pretty indicative, even though you know, it's probably not perfect, uh, of what's going to happen in the next 40 years, right? Uh, it's the best indicator we have as to what the next 40 years is going to look like, right? So taking inflation into account, taking into account changes in wages uh, is a big step that we have to take uh, in deciding what's right for us. Uh, But ultimately, I think the the first thing that we have to do is just step up, right? We have to step uh, up and make the decision that we're actually going to invest something, right? Not be somebody who either gets so paralyzed by the idea um, that, you know, oh my gosh, if I don't invest anything, then what going to happen? Or if I lose my, you know, any money in the stock market, what's going to happen? You need to have some confidence. You need to have some knowledge about uh, the market as a whole and understand that the likelihood of losing everything that you have is one, very low. Um, And even more than that, the likelihood that you uh, make pretty considerably good rates of return, given your, um, you know, good index fund investments over time is likely pretty high, right? Uh, But it's a matter of just the simple formula, right? The simple formula of how much are you going to need, right? Which is probably not that simple to figure out, right? It's a it's a simple formula if you can come up with that number, uh, but coming up with that number is not the easiest thing in the world. So you need to figure out what you need and then you need to figure out uh, how long you have, what your goal is as far as when you want to be done, right? Um, and quite truthfully, I think a lot of people have this preset in their mind of like age 65 is when you retire, or age 60 or 50, whatever, right? They have an age. When truthfully, retirement is a a number, not an age, right? It's a, it's a number as far as the nest egg that you need in order to live the life that you want to live in retirement. But of course that changes, right? Because if you take, you know, somebody who retired 10 years ago versus somebody retiring today, the amount of money they need to live the same lifestyle changed, right? Because inflation has changed. Um, and so you, obviously you have to factor those types of things in uh, into what you need, right? What you need is not going to remain uh, fixed over time, even though a lot of projections in that way where, um, oh, you're gonna need you know $100,000 a year forever. Well, $100,000 a year today is not the same that it was in 1992 or 1982 or whatever right um it's worth of it's worth far less today than it was back then and so we have to take those types of things into account when it comes to uh, what we are going to need but if we can do some inflation adjusted estimates right decide probably about what we're going to need take into account higher medical costs uh, probably lower housing costs all these types of things in retirement and then take into account some type of rate of return that we can expect to make on our investments and then know the amount of time that we have until we wanna retire generally, we can come up with a pretty good estimate of the uh, amount of money that you need to be investing. And then it all comes down to, is it a percentage of your income? Or I I don't think it's always a percentage of your income. Even though I tell you guys in the sixth part of the financial action plan uh, to be investing at least 15% of your income for your future, the reason that I pick 15% of your income is because that's going to be adequate enough for the vast majority of people. So I'll just give you um, a quick example, right? Uh, if you look at what it takes for a 25-year-old to become a millionaire, making 10% a year on their money, which is not, um, which is not crazy, right? It, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not crazy at all to make uh, that amount on your money. If you, try, if you just take a look and you say, okay, um, how much do they need? 10% from 25 to 65 to have a million dollars, it's $158.13 a month, right? Which is, I mean, really nothing, right? For for most people, $158.13 a month uh, is extremely doable. So you take that out to a year. How much is that a year? That is $1,897.51 per year. Well, okay, let's look at that as 15% of somebody's income. Well, if that were 15% of somebody's annual income, their annual income would be $12,650 and six cents a year. So you could become a millionaire if you just save 15% of $12,650 a year, which if you make that, you are so far below the poverty line, you're barely eating, right? So you probably can't save that much uh, if you're making that income, right? But let's just assume uh, the annual income is, you know, $50,000 for a single individual. That is literally going to be 3.8% of your annual income that you would have to save in order to become a millionaire over 40 years. And that's assuming that your income never changes and that you just put away that 158 13 a month forever, right? Uh, so the ease with which that this can be done uh, is pretty awesome, right? But if you're putting away, you know, 15% of your income, right? And let's say you're making you know, fifty thousand dollars a year, fifteen percent of that, seventy five hundred dollars annually. Uh, you divide that out by twelve. That's six hundred and twenty five dollars a month. Now, let me tell you what six hundred and twenty five dollars a month will get you at minimum. Okay, so if let's say you invested your money at you know six hundred and twenty five dollars a month, let's say you only made eight uh, percent, you know, in the market, and that would be a low estimate given. Uh, the past, right? So let's say you only made eight percent, and you invested over forty years, right? You invested six twenty-five a month. You started with nothing. How much money would you have? Two point one eight one million dollars, no slouch, right? Let's say you made ten percent. You would have three point nine five two million dollars, really no slouch, right? And that's on fifteen percent of a fifty thousand dollar annual income. So the whole point is, hey we can invest to get to a point where we can replace our income quite easily uh, with, you know, the 15% of our income number, right? So that's why I choose that. Uh, But I'll go back to what I was saying. I don't think that we should all look at it as a percentage of income necessarily. I think we should say, okay, what amount do I need to get me to where I want to be? And then can I do more? Okay. Because obviously the amount that you need needs to be the baseline, right? Because you know, let's say the market underperforms. Well, if you, you know, estimated for a certain rate of return and you make less than that, well, your nest egg is going to be lower than uh, you estimated it being. But if you invest more than what you expected um, to ultimately need and then the market underperforms, maybe that makes up for it. Uh, or the market over overperforms and you end up with more money. Ultimately, you want to end up with more money than you expected, not less. Right? Um, so, I think that that 15% is a great number uh, to shoot for, and you know maybe even more is good to shoot for, right? But if you're uncomfortable with investing 15% of your income, finding a number that can be sustainable over a long period of time can be very, very useful. But I want you to know what you might need, okay? So I set up this little table, um, and I just ran, You know, if you're 25, 35, 45, or 55 years old, and you plan to retire at 65, right? So you either have 40, 30, 20, or 10 years to invest. And then I said, well, what if you made 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, uh, or 5% in returns, which I think um, are all within the realm of possibility given your, you know, your age or wherever you're at, right? So um, I set it up here for a million dollars. Now, I do expect for most of us to need more than a million dollars to retire, uh, but this will give you a good idea. And I'll change it to like, I I think I'll choose five here shortly. um, And that'll give us a good idea if you want to hit the $5 million mark. So if you're 25 years old, I said $158.13 a month will get you at 10% to a million dollars by the time you're 65. If you go all the way down to the 5% rate of return, you would still only need to be putting away $655.30 a month in order to get to the million. That's making just 5% uh, rate of return. And that would be 15% uh, of what? Of a $52,400 annual salary. So that is still very doable. And that's making no good returns there, right? 5% over a long period of time is just not very good. Okay. Uh, So if you can invest between one hundred fifty-eight and 655, the likelihood of you becoming a millionaire from the age of 25 to 65 very, very high. Now, you'll see very quickly how just waiting 10 years increases the amount of money uh, that you have to invest quite substantially. Okay, so uh, if you were 25 and you put away that 158.13 a month uh, over 40 years, that's uh, gonna be what? Let's see, that's 480 months. So that's $75,900.37 that you would have invested. Uh, over that 40 year time period. But let's say that you're 35, right? And you start investing and you make 10% a year, right? And you want to get to the million dollar mark. You would need to invest $442.38 a month at 10% in order to get to the million, right? So, I mean, that's almost three times as much per month just by waiting 10 years to get to the exact same number, So ultimately uh, that 35 year old in a 30 year period will invest $159,000 in some change uh, as opposed to the 25 year old investing over 40 years that would only have to invest $75,900 in order to get to the exact same point. So you would invest more than double over uh, a long period of time um, and you would still end up with the exact same amount. So starting early can save you a lot and make you a lot in uh, the, same, you know, the same breath, right? So uh, that is the low end though. That, that's saying, um, okay, you're making a 10% rate of return. What if you're making 5%, right? Well, that would require $1,201.55 per month uh, from age 35 to age 65 in order to have a million dollars. And so uh, then the question becomes, well, how much is that as a, you know, as a percentage of someone's salary, right? Uh, so that would be 15% of a $96,123.97 se- and salary, which is still very doable, right? Sounds like a lot of money a month. It is a lot of money a month, but it's still very, very doable. Now, when we get to the 45 and 55, it gets less and less doable. It's going to take a lot more to get you to that million dollar number uh, than it took previously, okay? So, Um, if you are 45 years old and you're going to invest until age 65, um, so you just have 20 years, if you made 10% a year on your money, uh, you would have to invest $1,316.88 a month, making 10% uh, in order to get to the million dollar mark. So that would be, let's see, that's 240 months. You would be investing $316,000 approximately over 20 years in order to just get to a million compared to the 25 year old investing $75,900, the 35 year old investing $159,000, you would have to invest $316,000 just to get to a million in a 20 year period. Right? So that's pretty substantial. Then what if you just made 5%, right? If you just made 5%, uh, you would have to invest 200, excuse me, $2,432 and 89 cents per month. Um, And that would be 15% of $194,631.26 annual salary. So you see here, the amount of money that you're going to have to make in order to invest and make low returns and even get to the million dollar number uh, becomes quite high, right? Becomes pretty substantial, right? This is all speaking to the fact that you have to start early, right? Start with something and you can ramp it up over time Um, because $158 isn't much, and that'll get you to a million if you start at 25 and make 10% a year. But if you wait 5, 10 years, you can start having to pay a lot more in, in order to get the exact same result. Then you get to 55, the numbers get quite inflated. Uh, You get to 55, uh, $4,881.74 at 10% a year uh, over 10 years would get you to that million dollar number. Uh, And that would be investing $585,808.84 just to get to a million. So you would have less growth than you had contributions, whereas the 25 year old had $925,000 of growth relative to the $75,900 in uh, contributions. And then if you only made 5% on your money, you'd have to put away $6,439.88. Uh, per month, which is a huge amount of money. That'd be 15% uh, of a $515,000 annual salary, which very, very few people are making. So the whole point there is don't wait until you're 55 uh, to start you know, some substantial investing. Um, and at 5% there, you'd be investing $772,786 total just to get a million. So um, yeah, most of what you had there would be contributions and not growth. So moral of the story: Start early, right? Figure out what you need now and start working towards that point. Okay. Now, figuring figuring out where to begin, if you're on the right track at any age, can be confusing and daunting. Uh, one of the most common questions people have is how to save for retirement, uh, and it's not surprising because there are so many elements to consider, right? So to begin figuring out how much you should be uh, putting away each month. Uh, you need to have a general sense of when you would like to retire, right? Now, or the amount of money you would want in order to retire. Uh, you can't know the exact age you'll stop working, especially if you're young, but without some finish line in mind, it'll be harder to eventually show up at the correct place, right? Um, basically, if you don't know where you go, you're going, right? If you don't have any. A point at which you know you're trying to get there, then you might end up going all over the place to try to find whatever that point ultimately is. Because just think about if you're running a race, but you don't know where the finish line is, like you'll be going all over the place trying to find the finish line. So having a general idea of where the finish line is going to be can be very, very useful. Now, if you're aiming for a longer working life, you may not need to put as much away. Uh, That's for three reasons. One, you're giving your money more time to compound while you're still getting a paycheck. Uh, You'll eventually have a shorter period to cover in retirement, and you may get a higher Social Security check because you waited to claim the benefit. Now, I want to stop right there. I do not, in any calculation of what I would need in retirement, what my wife and I will need in retirement, um, do I take into account Social Security. And this is not simply because I don't believe that it's going to be there at all, or I don't believe that we'll get anything. It's, It's not necessarily that. Uh, what it is, is that I would rather control what I can control, right? I can't control if they totally got rid of social security, could not control that, right? Or I can't control if it's not enough to eat on, okay? But what I can control is the amount of money that I invest, me and my wife invest every single month in order to get uh, to where we want to be. And anything else above that can just be icing on the cake. Like I said earlier, you would rather end up with more money than you needed Uh, than to not have enough money to do what you wanted uh, or needed to do ultimately, right? So um, don't take social security into account. And if you have a pension, you can take that into account, but just, you know, maybe not even a hundred percent take it into account because you just never know. Okay. Control what you can control. Now, on the other hand, if you want the option of retiring earlier, more of your current income will have to be directed at your savings, right? Like I was showing you, a moment ago, the shorter time horizons that people had, the more money they were having to put away just to get to the million dollar mark, not, you know, the $5 million mark or whatever, which brings me to that idea of, let's say you're 25 years old and you want to get to that $5 million mark. What's that going to look like? Um, If you're, you know, investing and you're going to make 10% uh, a year on your investments, that's $790 and 63 cents. Uh, per month that you would have to uh, invest. And if you're saying, okay, well, how much is that as a you know percentage of income? Well, that's only 15% of a $63,250 um, a year income. So that's very, very doable. Uh, but let's just say you, know, you only make 5% on your money, that would be a much higher percentage of income because that would be over $3,000 a month that would have to be invested. So the amount invested goes up quite a bit in order to get to that $5 million number, but investing that much is still not that crazy, right? Because let's say that $3,276 number, um, let's say that you're investing in a 401k and you can put you know half of that in and get the other half matched. I mean, there you go, right? That, that can really help you. So uh, employer matches and all those types of things can really push you along uh, in getting to higher contribution rates over time, right? Even if you're putting in $158.13 a month, if your employer is offering a match and they match that 100%, um, you're talking $316 a month, which is uh, going to get you to double that money immediately, right? So, Um, all that can be quite useful. Now, your overall wealth outlook is another big factor determining how much you should be socking away for your older years. Uh, For example, if you own real estate that you plan to sell or that'll generate income in future years, that may mean you can get away with putting away less. Uh, The expectation of a pension uh, or significance, in, or, or significant inheritance may also reduce how much you need to save. But again, both of those things I'm not banking on because I can't control them. I cannot control a pension. I cannot control uh, the money that somebody else is willing to leave me, but I can control the money that I will put away. Now, Tom Armstrong, head of consumer analysis uh, and insight at Voya Financial, uh, says that workers also want to think about what their spending will look like once they leave their careers. Right? Um, he said that we believe that most individuals should be saving enough to generate at least seventy percent of their pre-retirement income in retirement. My goal would be get hundred uh, percent, but at least seventy percent because, like I said, in most cases, uh, you're not going to have the same housing expenses that you want once had. Uh, you might not, you know. I, I don't know. You might not consume as much. You might not um, need you know, gas as much in retirement, whatever, right? Um, all those types of things can decrease that budget pretty substantially. Now to hit that goal, he says that people usually need to put away between 10 and 15% of their salary each month. Uh, that's pre-tax income. That's what we were looking at earlier, even though I'm a big fan of Roth IRAs and all the like, um, we were looking at pre-tax income. But again, if you can put that money away over time, you should be able to have uh, something quite substantial for yourself, even if you're making uh, that median you know, annual salary that Americans make. Now, uh, that was also the general monthly savings guideline offered by Catherine Galladay, uh, head of workplace financial services at Charles Schwab. Uh, Galladay, however, had two additions. First, the percentage of your income you save includes any employer match you may receive, so you might need to save, say, only 5% of your company uh, offers a 5% match to your savings. I don't agree with that. Uh, Because again, what can I control? I can't control what my company is willing to give me. I can only control what I'm willing to put in. Not to mention companies tend to have vesting schedules and things like that. So I don't want us to just stick around at a job that we hate uh, because we haven't vested all the way into our 401k yet, right? Your money is always your money. Um, So just invest what you should invest. And then anything else is just icing on the cake. Uh, She also said that you want to add 10% of the savings guideline for every decade that you delay this routine. Now this, this I like, right? Uh, Because again, you know, if you're waiting until 35 to start investing, uh, you're going to need to invest substantially more than the 25 year old. Uh, If you're waiting till 45 instead of 35, you're going to need to invest substantially more than the 35 year old, right? So this is not uh, a bad idea. Now, although these numbers can be helpful in establishing a goal, they run the risk of backfiring. Uh, said Michael Learsh, uh head of advice and planning uh, at Wells Fargo. It's more important to save something than to be discouraged that you're not saving the recommended amount. And, and that I do agree with, right? I agree that, man, it's better to do something than to sit around and do nothing. Now, do what you can at any point in your life. Uh, now, when you have the habit of saving, ultimately over time, uh, you will save more. And I think that is pretty true, right? Uh, if you're saving a percentage of your income and you just continue doing that over time, the likelihood is you'll make more money and then be saving more money subsequently uh, over time. But that said, um, I do think that we should be shooting to have actual goals, right? We should have actual goals of percentages of our income that we want to invest. We should be pointing towards those goals over time and not just get comfortable investing anything, right? Because very truly, if you just start investing $25 a month or, you know, whatever over time, that's not gonna be super substantial. That's not gonna be a super large part of what you end up needing, right? Because let's say you know, you've know even made 10% on your investments over a 40 year period and you're just putting away $25 a month. I mean, that's only gonna get you $158,000. Now, to be fair, uh, you would have only invested what? $12,000 and gotten 158 dollars but $158,000 is not gonna last you. It's not gonna be what you ultimately need. So yeah, start small, do little things, get get the ball rolling, uh, but ultimately have some goal, know uh, what is going to be the most beneficial for you over time. And I think that if you can shoot towards that 15% of household expenses, then by all means you need to. Now, all this said, uh, there are important factors that go along with all of this. I think, yes, you have to have a financial foundation set, right? You need to do all the things in the financial action plan that lead up to investing at least 15% of your household income. So you need to um, you know, have your debt paid off. You need to have an emergency fund, um, all of those good things. Uh, and then you need to get your house paid off, right? Because in retirement, you know, the biggest expense we typically have pre-retirement is housing expenses. Um, and in retirement, we're likely to have other expenses that become higher like healthcare uh, and things of the like, um, and vacationing and um, you know, traveling, all those types of things. So we don't want that to be compounded with a high housing cost uh, as well. So we want to get that house out of the way and paid for, like I tell you guys to do in the seventh part of the financial action plan. So getting those things taken care of along with investing the proper amount um, will likely get you to where you want to be. Um, and I totally agree. If, you, if you're later, if you've fallen behind, you're probably going to need to invest more Put some of you know the other things like maybe getting your house paid off on a little more of the back burner unless you're really you you know really far down the road that can be a big budget reducer uh, for a lot of people and, and get them to where they don't need as much in retirement right because many times you can just decrease your expenses uh, if you're late in the game a lot better than you can make up the income uh, to pay that note right that mortgage or whatever so um, that may be something that you want to do, but just do the proper planning, uh, think it all out for yourself in your own situation, do some analysis, figure out how much uh, you think you'll need, uh, and then just continue from there. Look, I'm rooting for all of you. I want you all, whether you're 25 or 45 or 55, and uh, whether you believe you can or not, I want you all to um, you know, take control of your own retirement life. I want you to retire comfortably, and the only way that I believe we can all do that um, reliably, is to take it into our own hands invest our own money uh, use your iras use your 401ks all these types of things um, and start compounding money for yourself into the future because if you're not doing that and you're just relying on social security and pensions and all those types of things um, you're probably not going to get to live the retirement life that you ultimately wanted to and that's not what i want i want you to live all of your retirement dreams And I think following this type of advice, you know, getting to a certain percentage of your income that'll get you where you want to be, being very intentional about your planning will ultimately get you there. So hopefully this helps you all out, helps you to uh, have a good idea of where you need to be in retirement. um, And, you know, hopefully you put some of this into play in your own life. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. That's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. Then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions, and you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals, and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day basis. So tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.